1: It was late afternoon on a dusty fall day on the winding and hard-packed stage road from Fort Worth to Hila Gulch, a Concord coach rolled and swayed behind a pounding six-horse team. The youngest passenger was Dan Reed, nephew of the Lone Ranger. Dan had long ago started a conversation with the well-dressed man who sat beside him.
0: You've never
2: been out in this country before. You'll like it. Everybody does.
1: It really doesn't make much difference.
3: One place in the world is just like any other. Fundamentally, I mean.
2: Gee, I don't think so. Of course, I haven't been all over the world, but I think this country, Texas, is
3: swell. You're
4: right, bub. This here is the best rangeland west of the Mississippi. Oh, is that so? I'm sure it is.
3: Now, Clem, the gentleman wasn't talking to you.
4: I don't care if he was or not. Him and the boys are talking about Texas,
3: and I'm glad... It's perfectly all right, I assure you. Please continue.
4: Well, all I was going to do do was side with the kid. Ain't no better place to live than this country.
3: You're probably right, old man. I'd be the last person in the world to disagree with you. In fact, that's precisely the reason I came out here, to live. Not that it's particularly important.
4: (laughs) I figured you was a stranger. Going to settle down in these
3: parts? I may, for a short time.
2: Gee, mister, you don't sound like you're much interested in anything. To be perfectly frank, I'm not. Not in anything.
3: There isn't much interest, my boy, in what transpires on borrowed time.
2: Borrowed I don't understand.
3: It isn't important. Tell me something about yourself. Oh, you happen to be riding to. What's the name of the village where we're going? Hela Gulch. Gila Gulch. Is it your home? Oh no. no. It
2: just happened to come from there three days ago, and now I'm going back.
3: Aren't you rather young in years to shuttle to well, back and forth like this?
2: No, I'm fourteen. Besides, two friends of mine are camped not far from Gila Gulch. I'll join them and we'll ride south. Ride south? To where? No place in particular. We're just kind of... Whoa! Whoa there, you pitters!
3: Well, we reached our destination.
2: You know, we are still quite a ways from
3: town. No reason for them to stop here. There's nothing... Hey, to... driver,
4: what's wrong? I am. Well,
3: there seems to be someone out
2: there. A couple of
4: varmints on saddle horses. And they've got guns. Golly, it's a hold-up. <laughs> now, Martha, no need for you to take guns. All right, folks, pile out of here. Oh, but we are weak. Come on, Get got to move on. <laughs> we better do what he says.
2: You can't be very smart roadies. It's a passenger coat. I ain't carrying
4: a diamond worth of gold or U.S. mail. Shut up, Grandpa. Keep your claws in the air. We know what we're doing. Put up your hands, all you. How about it, Judd?
5: Any luck? Yeah. I think we struck just what the boss is looking for. Take a gander at the tall gent in the fancy suit. Say,
4: I believe you're right. You, can you ride a horse? Well, that's an odd
3: question to ask a victim of armed robbery. Can you ride a horse? That happens to be one of my lesser accomplishments. What? Yes, I said, I can ride. What do you
5: think, Jed? Sure. You put that Jasper on a white horse and give him a black mask, he'll look the part. Let's take him along. All right.
4: There's an extra pony over there. Hit the leather. You're traveling with us. Oh, now, wait a minute. I'm not going You'll to... do what you're told to get a load of daylight shoved through you. Move.
1: In a mountain cabin not far from Gila Gulch, two men faced each other across a rough pine table. One was tall and grim-featured, the other small and mild-mannered. That's the way it's going to be, so you might as well make up your mind to it. But, Kurt, you can't
6: force me to conspire to eat in a robbery. I'm
7: I... telling you what you're going to do. I've got the whole thing planned out. It'll happen tomorrow noon, exactly at 12 o'clock. No, no,
6: not tomorrow. That's payday at most of the ranches. Your bank could be crowded. Friends of mine. What do
7: I care about your friends? It's the money they've got in your bank that I'm interested in. No,
6: Kurt, not tomorrow, please.
7: Listen, I don't want to argue about this thing. We're pulling the job tomorrow noon. Either that or I make it my business to tell everybody in Healer Gulch goats that their banker and leading citizen is an ex-convict. No, no. He did time in territorial prison. I paid with...
6: for my mistake, Kurt. I've never done a dishonest thing since I came here. You know that's true.
7: We're holding up the bank tomorrow noon.
6: Please, no. My my daughter may be in the place. She generally comes to town on Tuesdays to have lunch with me. If there's any gunplay, she might be hurt.
7: That's your worry.
6: Besides, you can't get away with a daylight holdup. The sheriff will have a posse on your trail within ten minutes.
7: (laughs) Sure he will. I'm figuring on that. But the posse won't be trailing me or Kip or Judd. What do you mean? Never mind. I'll take care of the holdup. All you've got to do is see that the safe is open. Understand? I... uh...
6: Right, Kurt. Oh, 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 Who's that? If anyone should see me
4: here. That's just
7: Kip and Judd. But if you want to get out of here without being seen, there's a back door. We've got
4: him, Kurt. How does this gent
7: look to you? Oh, not that side door. Use the back one. Thanks, Kurt.
4: Thanks. Who was that? Friend of mine. Uh, what were you yapping about? Judd and me waylaid the stage, and look who we found. When he filled the bill, he can ride. Well, what's your name, stranger? But
3: well, if you don't mind my saying so, I'm a bit unplussed. I was a passenger in a stagecoach... traveling from Fort Worth to Heal I engulfment. said, what's your name? David Brooks.
7: I don't know who you are. I don't care. You're the right size and you can ride. How would you like to make some money? Why? What do you mean, why? Everybody wants to make money. I assure you, I haven't the slightest desire to acquire any money. Huh? Well, he's loco. Well, if you don't want your cut, it's all right with the rest of us. Cut? You didn't know it till right now, stranger... But tomorrow at noon, the four of us are holding up a bank in Gila Gulch.
3: A bank holdup. So that's it. (laughs) May I ask why you wish me a perfect
7: stranger to participate? Because we need a gent your size to carry the money. To be seen
3: carrying the money. Oh. Well, please don't misunderstand me, gentlemen. It's not that I have any serious objections to helping you rob a bank. In fact, at this point in a wholly futile life, the idea intrigues me. But why did you choose me?
7: Because when we put you on a black mask and on a white horse, you look exactly like the gent that's going to be blamed for this job.
3: A masquerade? That
7: might be interesting. It will be. You'll find that out when we go into action tomorrow at 12 o'clock.
5: You're a little late, aren't you?
2: Came right out from Gila Gulch as soon as the stage got in. Hi, Tonto.
5: How? Did you have a good trip? I sure did. Did the gunsmith in Fort Worth have my guns repaired when you got there?
2: Oh, sure. Here they are. Fixed the trigger guard on one of them and the cylinder on the other.
5: Good. I'm glad to have them back again.
2: And the stage was held up about five miles east of Gila Gulch.
5: Held up? Who did it?
2: A couple of men riding cow ponies. There wasn't any shooting. The driver stopped when he signaled them. They made us all get out of the coach.
5: What were they after? Mail or a gold shipment?
2: Well, the stage wasn't carrying either one. All they did was kidnap a man. Kidnap? Yeah. He was sitting on the same seat with me just before it happened. We were talking. I've never met anyone like him before. Didn't seem to bother him when he was kidnapped. Nothing bothered him. The outlaws made him right away with them.
5: Hmm. That's strange.
2: And something else happened I knew you'd want to know about. Oh? What? When the outlaws kidnapped this man, one of them said to the other, he's the right size. And if he's wearing a black mask and riding a white horse, he'll look the part. Is that so? Yeah, the man was just about your size. Except for his face. He was awfully pale. Looked like he was sick or something.
5: Otto. Mm. Ah. Huh? We have no way of knowing what's behind this. Well, me think outlaw, kidnap man that look like you. They may be planned something. Make lawmen think you do it. Yes. I don't know the sheriff at Heeler like Gulch well enough to warn him or ask his help. The only thing we can do is wait.
2: Golly if the outlaws are going to do something, how can you tell where it'll happen?
5: we can't, Dan. I think it would be a good idea for you and Toto to ride into Gila Gulch tomorrow. Spend the day there and keep your eyes and ears open. Sure. Ah because of luck and your good work, Dan, at least they won't catch us unprepared.
0: christie good morning is my father in his office i'm sure he is shall i tell him you're here no never mind i'll go in it's tuesday noon and that means we have lunch here in town instead of dad riding out to the ranch yes
5: i know
1: you always
6: you shouldn't be here why didn't you wait for me outside the bank
0: well what's wrong with
6: your father why should i wait for you out in the street i don't know you went around when i left the ranch this morning i wanted to tell you i changed my mind about lunch today too much work oh i don't believe it
0: you can't be too busy to eat, and you're having lunch with me.
3: No use arguing with a woman, Mr. Christie, once she makes up her mind. Well then let's hurry, Catherine. Let's get out of here. Why,
0: what's the matter, Dad? You, you look worried. Well, I... Reach for the ceiling
7: all of you. Mr. Holder. Oh. Get back to the safe judge and scoop up that chair. Sure. Master. They can't
0: get away with this. We're
7: doing it. Well, not if I Oh! oh. Anybody else that's local enough to reach will get the same thing. Hurry up,
5: Judd. I've got it.
7: Everything's here in these bags. Good. Now, hand them to our part, the Lone Ranger. He's waiting right out in front. The
6: Lone Ranger?
7: Now, listen, all of you. Don't anybody make a move till we get clear. Unless you want to stop some lead All right, Judd, come on.
6: Oh,
0: Dad, they, they shot Mr. Thompson. He, he's dead.
6: Now, uh, Kate, try to calm yourself. Hey, uh, Did you recognize those men?
0: Never saw them before. Look,
6: you can still see them. They're riding out of town. Uh, I Did you hear that? It ties in with what that outlaw said. The head of the gang is a lone ranger.
1: Riding hard, David Brooks managed to stay ahead of the posse. Because he knew that capture meant death, he urged his horse with all speed along the winding mountain trail that led to the outlaw's hideout. Suddenly, his mount stumbled, and the young Englishman was thrown violently to the ground. He could hear the sheriff's posse closing in, so he ground-hitched his lame horse in a grove of trees. With the saddlebags containing bank loot, he headed for the nearest shelter on foot. In the meantime, Dan, Reed, and Tonto reached the Lone Ranger's camp. Ho, ho, ho! Oh, you ho, oh. You've been riding hard. What happened? The
5: Gila Gulch bank was held up just a few minutes ago.
2: It was those men I told you about, and the other men they kidnapped. And he was dressed like you.
5: Ah, uh, Dan and Tonto on streets, the streets, outlaw. They all ride south. Plenty fast.
2: One of the cashiers in the bank was killed. They stole almost $10,000. If
5: one of them was dressed like me, I suppose there's a sheriff's posse already on the trail. That's right. Here, Silver.
2: Gee, what are we going to do?
5: Stay ahead of that posse, Dan City, big fella. Golly. Stay ahead of them until we find out who's behind this thing. Come on, Silver. Get up, baby. Get him
1: continue our story. It was less than an hour later when David Brooks, suffering from a badly sprained ankle, reached a ranch house where he hoped to find shelter.
0: Yes?
3: Oh, I beg your pardon, but I've suffered a minor accident. horse ran away and forced to walk. May I rest here for a while?
0: Of course you can. Please come in. (laughs) Thank you. It isn't much fun walking through country as rough as this. Especially when you're carrying saddlebags. Here's a chair, won't you? Why, why, you're limping. Are you hurt?
3: I, well, there's a possibility of a sprained ankle.
0: Oh, that's horrible. You sit right down. I'll... I'll get some hot water.
3: I don't want to cause you any trouble.
0: Nonsense. Please sit down and let me help you. Thank you.
3: Thank you so much. Now, don't you worry
0: about a thing. There's just Dad and I here at the ranch. You're welcome <clears throat> to stay as long as you like. At least until you're feeling better.
3: You're very kind, miss.
0: Christie. Catherine Christie. My father's Phineas Christie. He owns the bank in Gila Gulch.
3: Oh, I see.
0: Here's the water. We'll bathe your ankle.
3: Well, really, I mean, you shouldn't do this. Oh, that boot. You don't know who I am, and...
0: Oh, what difference does it make? If you want to be formal, you can introduce yourself.
3: I'm David Brooks.
0: David, I... I like that name. Were you by any chance in town today? No, of course you weren't. You, you were riding. Something terrible happened. Is that so? Yes. Outlaws held up the bank, murdered Mr. Thompson, one of the cashiers.
3: Oh, I hadn't heard about it. Do you know who they were? The outlaws, I mean?
0: Oh, everyone knows that. They took no pains to hide it. It was the Lone Ranger.
3: The Lone Ranger? Well, who's he?
0: He rides a white horse, and he's always masked. He calls the horse Silver. Everyone in the bank saw him and heard him, too.
3: What is the local police... I mean, the sheriff tracing this outlaw.
0: Several posse's are on his trail. They'll get him all right.
3: Well, I certainly hope so. Bank robbers shouldn't be allowed to run loose.
7: Whoa, whoa, oh, horse! I hope I got a big
5: fella. <coughs> well, all the signs prove it. The horse fell right here. He injured his leg, and he was led down that path. Ah. Footprints show man who ride horse. Him hurt, too. Limp, plenty bad. I believe you're right, Toto.
2: If it was the bank robber carrying the money, maybe he took the saddlebags with him.
5: And if that's the case, he couldn't walk very far with an injured leg. He would head for the nearest shelter.
2: Uh, the only place around here is that big ranch that belongs to Mr. Christie. Bank robber wouldn't stop there.
5: He might. Then this is a job for you.
2: Sure. What do you mean?
5: First thing in the morning, I want you to go to the Christie ranch. See if you can get a job for a few days. What'll I do? The man we're looking for is hiding there. I'll tell you what to do. Honor and I'll make camp near the ranch, and you'll visit us every night.
2: Golly, I hope he is at that ranch. He's one fellow I'd sure like to see again.
1: During the next three days at the Christie Ranch, David Brooks realized that his adventure as a bank robber had resulted in serious complications. The long walk with the sprained ankle had sapped his already failing health. He was forced to remain in the house indefinitely. He persuaded Catherine to keep his presence a secret, even from her father. And Catherine found it a very pleasant secret to keep.
0: But I think it's silly for you to insist upon staying up in this little upstairs room. If you'd just let me tell Dad why Please, they'd...
3: Catherine. I'd much rather not meet your father. At least not right now. Not until I'm strong enough to leave here.
0: All right. What do you do up here all day alone?
3: Oh, time passes very pleasantly. I think and read.
0: Think about what?
3: Myself, mostly. And what a complete failure I've made of my life.
0: David, I'm sure that you have.
3: You don't know the truth. I'm wholly worthless, judge from any standpoint.
0: I don't believe it.
3: I can state a few facts that will convince you. Born and raised in England, son of an indulgent father who gave me too much money to spend, you see the result the age of 29, I'm rapidly dying on my feet. At the home of a very lovely girl in the United States of America.
0: Oh, you'll get well, David. I know you will.
3: I doubt it. I've passed the point of wanting to get well. I'm like Swinburne's weary river.
0: Like what?
3: Swinburne, the English poet. Are you familiar with his work? No,
0: I, I don't think so.
3: Here's a copy of his verse right here. I'll read some of it to you. You'll understand what I mean. Please do. Oh, here it is. From too much love of living, from hope and fear set free, we thank with brief thanksgiving whatever gods may be. That no life lives forever, that dead men rise up never, that even the weariest river winds somewhere safe to see.
0: Oh, that's beautiful.
3: You see what I mean? When you're as tired as I am, Catherine, you're glad that no life lives forever.
2: It's him, all right. He's staying at the Christie Ranch House. He spends all his time in one of the rooms on the second floor. Early this morning, I climbed a tree next to the house and peeked in the window.
5: Good work, Dan. You tell Sheriff about Outlaw? No. You and Dan ride into Hila Gulch, Tonto. Bring the sheriff and his men to Christie's ranch. Ah. Gee, I can't understand how a
2: bank robber can be living in the same house with a man he robbed.
5: Neither can I, Dan. Unless the whole thing was a frame up. You ride with us, Kimasabi? No. I'll meet you at the ranch. I want to have a personal talk with the outlaw who claims to be me. Come on, Silver.
0: David, what are you doing down here in the living room? You're
3: not strong enough I've got enough to... to see your father, Catherine. Where is he?
0: Right in the next room, but, but I thought you didn't want I've changed him.
3: my mind. Or rather, falling in love with you has made me change it. In love? Oh, David. Oh, of course, it's fantastic and impossible. Because a man as sick as I am doesn't have long to live.
0: Oh, don't say that. But
3: it has given me the courage to do at least one decent thing. To correct my last and biggest mistake.
0: What do you mean, David?
3: It's something I must talk over with your father. I'll go in and see him now.
0: No, wait. Don't go in there now.
3: Why not? Well,
0: Dad uses that room as a business office here at home. There's an outside entrance, and I just heard some men come in a few minutes ago. They're talking. Listen. Oh, mind
3: that. Stop
7: stalling, Christy. Where is he? I don't know what you're talking you're about. You're lying. After we pulled the job the other day, that tall hombre rode south along the canyon trail. He was carrying the money in saddlebags. And he never showed up at the hideout. Kurt, how could I possibly know anything about we it? We found the quitter's horse about two miles from here, at the bottom of a cliff. The skunk must have started walking from there. Where'd he go?
6: I don't know. The, the hold of everything was only because you threatened me. I've regretted it and been very sorry ever since. I've got to confess and tell the sheriff of everything.
7: Yeah, the only thing you're going to tell is how you and that gent double-crossed me and the boys. Now, where is he? And where's the money? I've got to go
5: in
0: there. I've got to. David, wait. That outside door just opened. Someone else is coming in.
5: What the... masked? Glad to find you home, Mr. Christie. I... Uh... Ask some questions. Where have you been for three days?
7: You and him was trying to double cross us. This proves
5: <laughs> it. You must be one of the men who held up the bank.
7: Quit stalling. And stop trying to change the sound of your voice. Was
5: he with you? As with if
7: you me. didn't know. Both of you are trying something you can't get away with. Hand over the money, or I'll
5: keep that gun in leather. All right, so you outdrawed me. i got your hands up. I'll That's
4: what you're gonna do, mister. This is a 45 in your back. Drop your cutter before I blow daylight through you. Good work, Kip waiting outside and happen to look through the window don't know how this hombre ever got past me drop the gun
3: catherine i don't know who that man is in there but he's liable to be killed because of me you
0: david how could Darling, you be?
3: do something for me will you
0: well, of course i will
3: quick but... run upstairs to my room bring me the saddlebags there's a stetson hat with a black mask inside of it Hat? Yeah? black mask. hurry please hurry all right What you say,
5: it's clear that Mr. Christie was forced to help you in the whole letter.
7: Listen, Amber, you ain't fooling anybody.
4: I gave you a job. You tried to double-cross me. Both of them did, Kurt. So the money must be here in Christie's house someplace. Sure it is. We'll search the place till we find it. Then our English friend is in the way, ain't he? Sure. Let him have it. It'll show Christie what
3: he'll get if he don't talk. Just a minute. I have something to say about that. What
6: in the two of them? You, you must be the real Lone Ranger.
3: You may rest assured that I can handle these guns. Up with your hands, all of you.
6: Which is which, Kurt?
3: How do I know? It's some kind of a trick. No trick at all, gentlemen. I just arrived in time to take you all to Gila Gulch and turn you over to the sheriff. That won't be necessary.
5: The sheriff and his posse are on their way here now. The money from the holdup is in my saddlebags. They're on the table in the next room. You no dirty speaking. Don't sneaking. worry, Kurt.
4: Neither one of these gents can get away from here alive. Judd is waiting right outside and he's got orders to
3: plug any critter wearing a mask. He's got his eyes peeled for lawmen, too. That's interesting news. I'm sure that if I do leave here, my unknown friend in the other mask can handle the situation. I bid you goodbye, gentlemen.
5: No, wait. Now law's waiting out there to kill you. David! Don't make a move. I have you covered. Oh, 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 oh. Gun! Who's that? The sheriff and his posse, I hope.
4: Look, Sheriff, it's the Lone Ranger. That other book
5: must have just gunned him. Well, what's going on in here? We brought them as soon as we could.
4: Someone's
2: waiting outside.
5: Good. The outlaws who held up the bank, Sheriff. The man you captured outside is the other one. Say, how many people around here are wearing masks? Who are you? Mr. Christie will prove that these are the men you're looking for. That's wretched. Well, I'll be... Come on, Dan. <laughs> you're Catherine Christie, aren't you?
0: Yes. Why you're dressed just like David.
5: Was that his name, David?
0: Yes, David Brooks. Why did they kill him?
5: He died instead of me, Miss Christie. Gave his life in place of mine. He knew that if we walked out the door, I would be shot first. But
0: but why? What was it all about?
5: Well, from what Dan has told me about David, I think it was a wholly unselfish act of a very brave man. Perhaps he was a man who had lived too much in too short a time.
0: That's what he said. It was in some verse he read to me from... From too much love of living.
5: Yes, I know.
0: He said he was tired, just like a weary river.
5: That no life lives forever. That dead men rise up never. And even the weariest river winds somewhere safe to see.
0: Uh, yes. Yes, that's it. How did you know?
5: We can all be proud we knew a man like David Brooks. Adios, Captain.
4: Excuse me, Miss Catherine. Yes, but
0: what is it, Sheriff?
4: This whole thing has gotten me puzzled. If this dead fellow here, the one the crook shot, is the Lone Ranger, then who's that other man?